The BBC Good Food Show Summer returns to the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 16th to Sunday the 19th of June. And the Big Kitchen Stage will once again host a star-studied list of top chefs cooking live. Joining the likes of Tom Kerridge, John Turow, James Martin and Dame Mary Berry is the brilliant Michel Rue Jr. And I'm delighted that he joins me on the line to look forward to the show. Michel, uh, welcome. I hope I find you well. Yes, not too bad at all. Running around as usual at 100 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) You never stop, do you? I mean, running a restaurant obviously is busy, but you never seem to stop. And I know that you, you like to go out running and stuff as well. You're always on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I suppose it's just my uh, my metabolism, isn't it? I need I need to be, keep moving. <laughs> if if I do stop, I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> now, Michelle, you're a regular at the BBC Good Food shows. There will be a lot of people coming this year. Just pleased to get out to events again, of course. Who will be first timers? So, what can they expect? More of the same, if not even grander and more of a buzz because that like you quite rightly said people are getting out and about <laughs> absolutely and you're going to be cooking on the big kitchen stage which is quite a spectacle you know the, the thousands of people that are in that uh, <laughs> in that big stage with the screens and everything what are you going to be cooking this uh, this summer Mm, so a lovely summery dish with, made with lots of new seasoned garlic. So it's a, a chilled white gazpacho made with almonds and, um, uh, and garlic, uh, served with a little cornbread with lardons in it. Um, so quite a savoury, um, but nice and refreshing starter hmm. for a summer for a summer month and we're going to get loads of sun this year oh fingers crossed <laughs> fingers crossed garlic's an interesting one isn't it because so many people are frightened of cooking with that because of the um the smell and, and everything else that goes with it but but actually if you walk through many parts of the countryside you can get wild garlic and that's a oh, very yeah. different thing isn't it yeah wild garlic is beautiful it's coming to the end now in the season but um it is it is lovely very very fragrant and and but i mean for people who say that that you know garlic lingers and uh, stays with with you a little bit too long shall i say um but you, if you cook it fully and uh, blanch it like i do for this soup you just get the lovely flavor and aroma of the garlic but you don't get the sort of um afterburn as it were i <laughs> know <laughs> wet garlic that you often get in um in july mm. uh, or that in that part of the year in france is uh, particularly brilliant isn't it you can you can treat that slightly yeah. differently that is the one that that I prefer, and it is the season. Again, garlic is seasonal, um, especially to eat it raw or to, uh, you know, when, when it's at its best. And wet garlic, so the new season garlic, before it's been dried out, is so, so nice. And it isn't harsh at all. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots to see at the show, lots of artists and producers, people bringing amazing things, including uh, people who bring fantastic ingredients, uh, mm. some of which are, are new to people visiting. What You mentioned seasonal. What... Uh, your top three seasonal ingredients for summer oh my word um well i love stone fruit so any any kind of stone fruit actually going from cherries all the way through to to plums at the end of the season so um you know that's that's a long old time to to be enjoying stone fruit so cherries all the different varieties Mm. um peaches uh all the different varieties again apricots and so on and then finally all the all the plums coming in uh, all the way through to damsons i love damsons you know yeah. so so sharp and wonderful for making chutneys and, and jams so yeah def- definitely stone fruit 
Stone fruit it is. A lot of, as we've already mentioned, artisan producers, people who perhaps have moved into the food industry uh, because of the pandemic, they've they've changed their, their life pathway or, or whatever it might be. How much of a responsibility do you and your other fellow top chefs see, as a, see it as a responsibility to um, support and promote um, those producers? Yeah, it is, obviously. And, you know, and we highlight them, or at least I do anyway, I highlight them and give them a good shout out whenever, uh, whenever it's possible, because, you know, they, they deserve, um, you know, deserve that shout out. Small independents uh, uh, are the way forward, in my view, anyway. Mm. And it's a tough business, isn't it? They've really got to oh, be yeah. committed to that. Yeah, it, it is incredibly difficult for them. I mean, uh, you know, it's difficult enough uh, uh, as it is now, but then, you know, the pandemic and all the other problems and issues um, and challenges that we have. So, yeah, no, the, and it's, it's damn hard work. Mm. You, know, you know, people think of uh, the hospitality industry as being hard, but, uh, you know, being a, a small independent producer or farmer is extremely tough as well. Mm. I know that um, over many years you have supported the careers of lots of young up-and-coming chefs and still do. Um, Mm. There will be a lot of young people, a lot of aspiring chefs coming to the show 16th to the 19th uh, of June at the NEC who will want to follow in your footsteps. What uh, What advice would you give them? Yeah, well, do it. Absolutely do it. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a job for everyone in our industry at the moment. And, uh, you know, we, we yeah, <laughs> and any age as well. Because I'm, I'm actually finding that people are, um, are you know, maybe left uh, one, one job or one industry uh, and are thinking of going into hospitality. And uh, so, so, yeah, I'm, I'm finding people that are coming into our industry from all ages, from school leaving age all the way up to sort of even retirement. People are thinking, well, actually, no, I, I really enjoy working uh, front of house and I enjoy talking to people, I enjoy hospitality. So they're doing one or two shifts a week, which is fabulous. Mm. Now, you uh, obviously have been on MasterChef, um, where home cooks hope to become professional cooks mm. uh, which isn't isn't always the case as we as we've seen on the the program but are you, mm. have you been surprised over that time and are you still surprised when you meet amateur cooks home cooks who come up with some amazing food mm. yeah absolutely and uh, and it's getting better and better knowledge is key isn't it people are mm. are more and more knowledgeable uh, and very interested and uh, I suppose during the pandemic had time to cook at home as well. <laughs> mm, yeah. Talking of, of knowledge, knowledge of ingredients is important so and things uh, we've already said are seasonal but they also go through cycles of being trendy and used and some of the things that you know mm. my mother cooked years ago all of a sudden back in fashion. What what sort of new exciting ingredients might you might you say to people have a go with this? Um, well, I suppose, I mean, I, I've noticed that people seem to be uh, going back to, to offal. Uh, mm. And offal is kind of having a little bit of a renaissance, which is great. So it's nose to tail eating. Uh, and it means respecting the animal all the way through, uh, you know, and not, not shunning those bits that maybe you thought were, were not as palatable. And in fact, when they're cooked properly, they could be, you know, incredibly delicious. So I, we, whenever I put any offal on the menu here at the Gavroche, it, it really does sell very well. And we get, you know, fantastic feedback. Yeah. And it also can be a bit cheaper, can't it? I know I, recently I've been mm, introduced yeah. to roasting whole pig's heads. 
yeah. um, which produces fantastic crackling and that, that meat that comes out in the guanciale, the, the cheek, isn't it? And oh. anybody who wants to have a go at that, of course, you have a brilliant book called Les Abattes, which is about nose to tail eating, isn't it? That's correct, yeah, yeah, because it is a passion of mine and uh, has been you know, ever since I was a child. I was brought up on awful, and uh, the whole family does actually. And uh, even now, you know, we, we we regard it as a as a staple, and it's something that we we always uh, always eat at home, always. Mm. Now, obviously, a lot of people will know the history of your family and uh, and where you are now. Michelin starred at La Gavroche and television, but was there a moment where the little light went on and you decided you wanted to be a chef, or was it just a given because of uh, the family history? Um, no, I've always wanted to be in the hospitality industry, always. Um, and had I not been a chef, maybe I would have been something else, you know, but in the hospitality industry. It has so much, so much to offer. Um, so, no, it, it's... Yeah, I can't can't even begin to think <laughs> what else I would have done. Well, you're world-renowned in the kitchen, but would you be any good front of house? Um, gosh... <laughs> Mm, it's it's a very very difficult job front of house. Um, uh, you know, it's not just about carrying plates. It's a, it is a very skillful job, uh, incredibly skillful job, regardless of what our present government says. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough job. Um, and as as we all know, service is key to to mm. enjoyment of uh, of good food. It is. Now, we mentioned the artisan producers, and I know that, um, obviously, it's difficult for you to get around a really, really busy show without uh, having to stop for autographs and all the rest of it. But do you get chance early early doors to have a quick whip round and have a taste of a few mm. things and perhaps consider using them at Lagavroche? Yes, what, um, what I try to do is get there early before it's actually open and have a quick whiz round, uh, because <laughs> once it's open and the crowds are in, it's very difficult for me to circulate. <laughs> uh, now, just which is not a bad thing. No, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not that's, it's that's thing I, nice. But, but when I need to go up on stage and I've only got like. 60 seconds to get from one end of the hall to the other <laughs> and every other person's asking for an autograph or a photograph it starts to get a little bit yeah it's <laughs> scary when, it's when they stop asking for autographs and photographs <laughs> you've got to worry michelle isn't it <laughs> now um i know we've spoken in the past um about things that you wouldn't expect michelin starred chefs to eat and i know because you've shared it with me that you have a real passion for a good packet of crisps don't you um, <laughs> now the thing is i was trying to think about what it was about crisps. And I discovered that we eat in the UK six billion packets of crisps every year. That's Gee, a that... ton every three minutes. What is it about crisps? I, I suppose it's convenience because they, they, they come in little packets so you can carry them around. You can buy them anywhere in you know, corner shops and everything. So, so it, it, you know, they have a long, long, long date, shelf life, um, convenience, and it's potatoes, you know. <laughs> Lots of potatoes. It's the carbohydrate <laughs> fix in a packet, isn't it? <laughs> particular yeah. flavour? Any particular flavour that's uh, on your mm, list? I, I, I prefer the kind of boring, well, not boring, but, you know, the, the, the straightforward one. So good quality salt. Good, Well, first of all, good quality potatoes. Yes, yeah. Well-cooked potatoes, so good quality oil. Um, and then, and then, yeah, a good salt or maybe a touch of vinegar. But I don't go for all those... Uh, added flavours. No. no, no. You know where you stand with a packet of salt and vinegar, don't you? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the BBC Good Food Show Summer is at the NEC in Birmingham from the 16th to the 19th of June, where, of course, you can see the brilliant Michelle Roux cooking live on stage with that garlic. I'm, my mouth's watering already. Mm. Uh, Michelle, many people will want to know where they can get more information and, of course, book tickets. Uh, where can they go? Where, what, uh, where can they get that information? 
Yeah, bbcgoodfoodshow.com. Fantastic. Michelle, really good to catch up with you. I know you've got an extremely busy day ahead, so thanks very much for sharing that with us. I will see you at the NEC in June. Cheers.